This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona. Mike is the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. For more information about MICA, call 602-956-5276 or visit www.mica-insurance.com. I am Dr. Karini Vinales, board member of the Maricopa County Medical Society and an associate program director for the Endocrinology Fellowship Program of the University of Arizona College of Medicine, Phoenix. Welcome to our Arizona Physician Podcast. Obesity really needs to be addressed today because it's becoming a uh, epidemic uh, problem. I think most physicians know that uh, obesity leads to hypertension, cardiovascular disease, hyperlipidemia, osteoarthritis, depression, chronic kidney disease, fatty liver. So that's one of the big reasons that we should be concerned with it and, uh, and address it. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. The Arizona Physician Podcast is brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. Today's guest is John de Guzman. He's an obesity medicine certified physician who grew up in the Midwest, went to school in Wisconsin, and then earned his medical degree from Rush Medical College in Chicago, Illinois. He spent many years in practice as an internist treating chronic illnesses, He's affiliated with Banner Good Sam Regional Medical Center and now focuses entirely on obesity medicine at Scottsdale Weight Loss Center in Phoenix. At the Scottsdale Weight Loss Center, he now helps patients get healthy and stay that way through personalized weight loss programs that are proven safe and effective. Dr. Guzman, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I was wondering if you could tell us more about yourself and your background, what you uh, what qual- qualifications you're bringing to Arizona. Well, that pretty much sums it up. Um, from the Midwest, born and raised in Wisconsin, uh, went to medical school at Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's in Chicago, and then moved out here to do my residency. Uh, I did my residency at Good Samaritan and the VA Medical Center, uh, and then practiced general internal medicine in Central Phoenix for a little over 20 years. After that 20 years, I transitioned my practice into uh, doing uh, exclusively obesity medicine. And I've been doing that now for six and a half years with Scottsdale Weight Loss Center. Currently board certified in both internal medicine and obesity medicine. And uh, that's where I got to where I am. And for listeners, could you please tell us more about what Scottsdale Weight Loss Center does and what is unique about it? So I think I can describe Scottsdale Weight Loss Center as a comprehensive evidence-based center that's solely dedicated to treating patients with overweight and obesity. We're staffed by experts. Um, We have three physicians that are all board certified in obesity medicine. And we also have two nurse practitioners that are nearing completion of their uh, advanced education certificate in obesity medicine. Uh, So we're all experts. In addition to that, we partner with uh, a group of PhD level psychologists, uh, registered dietitians, and physical activity experts that also all specialize in obesity. That's great. You guys have really built up a uh, reputable team. I want to frame for listeners um, some of the cases that you treat and why it's so important. And let's start by talking about why the morbidity or mortality rate is so much higher in patients with weight gain, obesity, and COVID-19. 
Yeah, this is something that obviously has been uh, really important through this pandemic. And just to take a little step back and uh, put some perspective on this, there's three recent studies that came out. Uh, the first one showed that people with obesity and COVID-19 are 113% more likely to land in the hospital, 74% more likely to be admitted to the ICU, and 48% more likely to die. Another study that showed that uh, among U.S. adults, the number one cardiometabolic risk factor for hospitalization with COVID-19 was obesity at over 30%. And lastly, uh, a study showed that 77% of patients that were hospitalized for COVID-19 had either overweight at 29% or obesity at 48%. So pretty staggering numbers with obesity um, leading to severe COVID-19. I guess the next question is, uh, why is that so? And I think there's two very, ob very obvious answers that we all know. Uh, so we know that people with obesity have a higher incidence of diseases that are independent risk factors for severe covid which include heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, heart failure, AFib, chronic kidney disease, uh, the list goes on. Also, the mechanical aspect uh, seems to be pretty obvious too. Uh, once you land in the hospital, uh, the excess fat in the abdomen pushes up on the diaphragm, restricting its movement. That decreases airflow, particularly in the lower part of the lungs, which leads to a greater chance for pneumonia, a greater chance for intubation, and again, landing in the ICU. People with obesity have an increased tendency towards blood clots. Um, and we're hearing a lot about the microvascular blood clots in uh, severe COVID-19 patients. And this is due to an increase in complement proteins in people with obesity, and also an increase in endothelial dysfunction. It's also known that people with obesity have a decreased immunity, uh, and this is for a number of reasons. Uh, another one is purely mechanical. Fat cells have infiltrated the spleen, the bone marrow, the thymus, and these where immune cells are produced and stored. They also have a diminished T cell function. And people with obesity are also known to have chronic low-grade inflammation. Uh, sick fat cells secrete cytokines, which include leptin, uh, tumor necrosis factor alpha, interleukin-6, and these all impair immune response in these people. Uh, we're all familiar with the fact that the coronavirus, the target of the coronavirus is the ACE2 receptors. Um, and the ACE2 receptors, of course, are in the lungs, so it tends to hit the lung. But we've also found that ACE2 receptor expression is even higher in adipose tissue compared to lung tissue. Also, people with obesity have an overall decreased fitness level. And the next one is particularly bothersome to me. Um, this is not only in COVID-19, but for pretty much all diseases across the board. Uh, that people with obesity delay seeking medical attention due to a fear of being stigmatized. And what that means is that, you know, once a person with obesity hits their primary care office, hits the urgent care, hits the emergency room, they're far sicker and further along in their disease than someone without obesity. And then the last point I want to make is important because uh, we're looking forward through this pandemic and hoping for the end of it, of course, 
But there are recent studies that show now that patients with uh, overweight and obesity have a decreased immune response to the vaccines that we're giving, um, which is bothersome for long-term control of this pandemic. Dr. de Guzman, thank you so much. That really helps to put it into perspective. When I was doing some research for this interview and obesity medicine, I, I came across semaglutide. And it's my understanding that this is a treatment for type two diabetes. It's also been discussed as a drug for weight loss, uh, getting a lot of buzz. So for listeners who don't know, what is semaglutide? Yes, semaglutide is getting a huge buzz, buzz recently. And semaglutide is uh, sort of the second generation of the GLP-1 agonist medications. Now we have a number of GLP-1 agonist medications now um, that are used primarily for type two diabetes. Uh, there's also one liraglutide that's approved for obesity uh, treatment as well. This is the next stage up and it's really exciting for a number of reasons. Um, one, semaglutide is much more effective uh, than the other GLP-1s. So there was a recent study done that showed that with semaglutide treatment, people lost 15% of their body weight compared with placebo at 2.4%. So much more effective than the GLP-1s that we have available currently. The other thing that they did is with modification of that molecule, not only did they make it uh, more powerful, but they also made it longer acting. So we actually make GLP-1 in our gut naturally in response to a meal. So we eat a meal, our small intestine makes GLP-1, which has a number of effects for diabetes, including decreased glucose production in the liver and insulin stimulation secretion by the pancreas. But as obesity medicine docs, it also slows intestinal motility, delays stomach emptying, which leads to a decrease in hunger and increase in satiety, but it also crosses the blood brain barrier and has a direct effect on the brain in decreasing uh, appetite and increasing satiety. Now, interestingly, the GLP-1 that our body makes lasts about two minutes and then it gets degraded. The GLP-1s that first came out last for days, so they need to be uh, dosed daily. Semaglutide actually lasts for weeks. So now the dosing for semaglutide is once weekly instead of once daily. So not only is it more powerful uh, medication, more effective, but also we only have to have our patients doing the injections once a week instead of once daily. So that's why it's getting all the buzz. Now, currently um, it's used as a type two diabetes medication, but the buzz is coming because they're studying it for obesity. And we suspect that it's gonna get uh, approved for obesity treatment uh, this year. And that's why we're seeing it all in the news. That's great news. Folks, you've been listening to an episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Our guest today is Dr. John DeGuzman from the Scottsdale Weight Loss Center. We'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by Mutual Insurance Company of Arizona, the select provider of medical professional liability coverage for the Maricopa County Medical Society. As a physician-led mutual, MICA has been Arizona's choice for medical professional liability insurance for nearly 45 years. We provide value to members with superior claims handling and exceptional risk management programs. Call us today for a quote or visit our website to learn more about MICA's premium coverage options 
and outstanding service. 602-956-5276 or www.mica-insurance.com. Bureau of Medical Economics has been servicing the account collection needs of the medical community since 1951, with nearly 70 years of experience in this industry and proven results. We proudly consider our clients, your practice, an invaluable business partner. There is no obligation and no upfront cost. Please give us a call at 602-252-3469 for more information. Welcome back to the Arizona Physician Podcast and our guest, Dr. John DeGuzman. Let's pick up on uh, what we talked about previously, but framing why obesity is, is such a concern today. So why should patients, why should physicians be concerned about obesity today? And what is something that doctors who are not weight loss specialists may not know? Obesity really needs to be addressed today because it's becoming a uh, epidemic uh, problem. I think most physicians know that uh, obesity leads to hypertension, cardiovascular disease, hyperlipidemia, osteoarthritis, depression, chronic kidney disease, fatty liver. So that's one of the big reasons that we should be concerned with it and, uh, and address it. Uh, one of the things that surprises me and surprises patients that I think probably a lot of people don't know is that obesity is the second most common preventable cause of cancers uh, and will likely overtake cigarette smoking as the uh, most common preventable cause of cancer. So when I tell my patients that, they're kind of taken aback. They all knew that their obesity was causing uh, hypertension, cardiovascular disease, the rest of the list. But when they hear cancer, um, it really strikes a chord with them. And I think that's the message that's not getting out. The other thing is the number of cancers that you get become increased risk of. So biliary tract cancers, bladder cancers, brain cancers, breast cancer, cervical cancer, colorectal cancer, uh, leukemia, multiple myeloma, uh, pancreatic cancer, the list goes on and on and on. So I think physicians may be aware of that, but I don't think the message is getting out to the patients. And I think if the patients uh, knew that, we'd get a better response to our treatments uh, for obesity. I know Americans have used a lot of different ways to lose weight and to keep it off for various degrees of success. Uh, a lot of people in my family have tried diets, uh, exercise, sleeping habits in combination, you know, take the weight off, put it back on, et cetera. And they're fads, right? There are a lot of people who hop onto fads, uh, diets, and, and they hop off of them and they don't work, or some are very successful long-term. What can doctors tell patients about what to eat if they've tried all diets and nothing is working? Great question. I think that's where Scottsdale Weight Loss Center really shines. Um, a typical patient that comes to see me has been on every diet known to man. I mean, I have people that come in with lists of 20 diets, 30 diets, many of which I've heard of, many of that I haven't, and every day I hear of a new diet. So some of them have been successful at it. Uh, some of them haven't, but those that have been successful, they've regained the weight, um, and that's why they're knocking at my door. So as obesity medicine doctors, we really talk about the four pillars of obesity treatment. So the first one of those pillars is nutrition. So that's the diet, the food we eat uh, and that, which is what all patients hear and all the fad diets and that. But 
we combine that with medications, which we've talked a little about uh, already today, with behavioral therapy. Um, so we do, do a lot of motivational interviewing to get a treatment plan for these people. And that's why we also um, have our PhD level psychologists working with us in, in that regard. And the fourth pillar is activity. Now, most people would want to call activity exercise. I really avoid that word in my uh, practice because exercise such a, has such a negative connotation, particularly in people with obesity. And those are the four pillars. So I think a lot of people that have failed previous diets or been successful and regained is because they're not utilizing all of those four pillars, which is exactly uh, what we do as obesity medicine uh, specialists at Scottsdale Weight Loss Center. The other thing to know is one size doesn't fit all. Uh, a lot of the programs, you do it this way, you follow my rule, and this is the only way you're going to lose weight. Well, gosh, not everyone's the same. So we're really good at personalizing and individualizing uh, a person's weight loss journey. And that's why I think we're so successful at what we do. One last thing that we haven't addressed yet that we utilize a lot in uh, my clinic are full meal replacements. So full meal replacements are exactly what they sound like. Um, we replace the meals that people are um, eating. What a typical full meal replacement looks like are five meal replacements a day, uh, spaced out about every three hours. And the full meal replacements typically are shakes, bars, or soups. And with that and 64 ounces of water, I can ensure that people get all of the nutrition they need. So sort of the fastest, easiest way to start a weight loss journey, um, they get success, they feel good, they're getting all the nutrition they need, they don't have to meal prep, prep and we're getting rid of uh, outside stimuli, so stimuli narrowing, so they're not looking at all the unhealthy foods, and another great uh, tool that we can use. The other ex exciting thing about the full meal replacements is they have long-term uh, studies where once people reach their goal weight after active weight loss, we go into active maintenance phase um, and help them maintain the weight once they get there. And I think we're unique in that, uh, in that aspect as well. Dr. Guzman, you shared a lot of great information with our listeners today. My final question for you is how can Arizona doctors contact you if they have questions or want to refer patients? Uh, I think the best way to do it is go to our website. Uh, scottsdaleweightloss.com. And it'll talk about uh, our program and what we do. You can read some testimonials. We can read uh, some biographies on all the uh, doctors and nurse practitioners and all the contact numbers uh, will be in there. If you want to contact me specifically, I'm in the Phoenix office, but if you call the Scottsdale office, they can uh, get a hold of me or tell you how to get a hold of me. But I think a great place to start would be uh, scottsdaleweightloss.com. Dr. John DeGuzman of the Scottsdale Weight Loss Center, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, you're very welcome, and uh, thank you for having me. Founded in 1892, Maricopa County Medical Society is a strong, collective physician voice. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast.